beautiful souls, I'm back. Did you miss me? I stepped foot in Africa's holy land and had the black excellence of my ancestors transferred into my hands. I'm no longer playing small. In fact, I'm not playing at all. Understand me. Eh? Monkey. You copycat sheep will get eaten alive by this lioness. You slithering snakes don't have permission to bring me your toxic jealousy. You don't have permission to bring me and my beautiful souls your jealousy. Instead of jealousy, why don't you ask me how you can partner, collaborate, and work with me? Mm-mm. You may not like me, but you have no choice but to respect me. And you over there, you might have a better microphone than me. And you over there, you might edit better than I do. And you over there, you might have more followers than me. But you will never have the secret sauce, which is being unapologetically me. Mm-mm, you won't have it. No, sir. No, ma'am. I'm not here for your shenanigans this decade. You are now listening to the sounds of Stephanie, the life architect. And this is the I Said No podcast. Beautiful souls, are you ready to set this decade off with me? Set it on fire with me. Let's go. This episode of the I Said No podcast is sponsored by Dr. Randy Sconners, also known as Doc S. Doc S is a DSW, which is a director of social work, and an LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker. Doc S is also the founder of New Steps Counseling and the owner and host of Mental Hop. Mental Hop focuses on mental health education through the hip hop culture. In addition, Doc S is an adjunct professor, educator, and speaker. You can find Doc S at newstepscounseling.com or you can find him on Instagram at doc.underscore s or at mental hop. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Beautiful soul unicorns. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hashtag ISN pod. Beautiful souls. Welcome back to the I Said No podcast. We are here. We are alive. We are breathing. We are gathered together yet again. How the hell are you? How have you been? I haven't cracked the mic in almost a month. Almost a month. I have not spoken to you and I have not been able to listen to you. And I am grateful for the time off, but I must admit, I did miss you. I did miss our interaction. And as I asked at the beginning of my intro on this episode, did you miss me? If you didn't, that's okay. But know that I, someone on this planet, thought of you and missed you, even in the midst of my vacationing, even in the midst of my unplugging. I wanted to know if my beautiful souls, if my soul family was okay. And I think it's important to 
remember, realize, and honor that we have people in our lives that want to check on us. We have people who want to know if we're okay. And they don't have to necessarily be our blood relatives. They can be our soul family members. And you, you, whether you are a new listener, welcome, or a returning listener, I want you to know that every time you press play, you are entering in your soul family's living room. That's right. You are sitting next to fellow beautiful souls. You are next to, you're virtually, you are virtually next to beautiful souls who are like-minded individuals who have a desire for something that's here, who has a need for something they might hear here. And mm, for me, it's no greater feeling than to know that I created that space for you. What have I missed? What have I missed? You know, I didn't just unplug I detached completely when you leave your home when you leave your comfort and you go to another continent you literally go to another world and the world I went to the beautiful Africa the beautiful Accra Ghana it changed me it it, it rearranged me It, it awakened things in me that I didn't know were dormant it reminded me of the abundance that I have. As I sit here in my living room with my two MacBooks, with my cell phone, with this microphone, as I face my 60-inch TV, as I sit in my fully furnished one-bedroom apartment, as I look down at my Fitbit to see how many steps I took today, as I fiddle around with the buttons on this board, I am aware because of my detachment to my comfort zone, of my comfort zone, I am aware that everything that I have that is in my eyesight, including my candles and my bookshelf and my unicorn statues and my plants, I'm aware that all of these things are an abundance of blessings. I went to Holy Land. I was reminded that people do less with more. I was reminded that Happiness is not about monetary things and happiness is a personal choice and happiness is our responsibility and happiness is what you choose it to be. You make the better life choice, pun always intended for the shameless plug of my brand and my company, better life choices. You have no choice but to assimilate to a minimalist lifestyle in comparison to your normal American lifestyle. I'm changed. I'm rearranged. I'm reminded of all of the things that I don't need and have. Again, as I sit around and look at my apartment that needs some cleaning and some tidying, there are so many things that do not need to be here. There are so many unnecessary things that don't need to be here, that are here. There's so much junk and stuff. And I came from a place that did not worship junk. Does that make sense? I came from a land that didn't just have a whole bunch of crap sitting in their living room, bins of papers and books that they don't read and piles of clothes that they don't wear and unnecessary shit. And I sit here now as I talk to you, home 
I've been for a few days and I'm just looking at a whole bunch of unnecessary shit. And that's not to be ungrateful for what I have and what I am able to provide for myself and my family. But how many Febreze bottles do I really need? Hmm? How many candles do I really need? How many blank do I really need? How many of these phone charger cords are necessary when there are only two phones in this house and two rooms? There's a difference between how we as Americans, specifically we as New Yorkers, because I'm a New Yorker, so I can only speak. I've been here all my life, born and raised. I've never lived anywhere else. So I can only speak from a New Yorker's perspective. And again, I mean the real New York, which is the five boroughs, Staten Island, honorable mention included in the five, not your Rhode Islands and your upstates just because you have New York attached to your address. Doesn't mean that you're a New Yorker. I digress. That has nothing to do with this gratitude moment, but I'm righteous ratchet. So, you know, I have to digress a bit. Um, Back to the regularly scheduled gratitude filled program. As a New Yorker, had to adapt. It took me about two days to be like, well, why is this not this way? How can I get that? And why is this taking so long? And just being my American New York self. And when I woke up on the third day, I was just like, well, I'm not in America. And I'm certainly not in New York. So either you look at things as you want them to be, or you look at things as they are. And once I stopped and looked at things as they were, I started to enjoy my trip on a whole new level. The heat, the sun, ugh, 96 every day, the temperature, the people, the smiles, the melanin, the hues. Ooh, chow. I loved being around black people 24-7. I have never in my entire life on this planet been around black people 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Not growing up in New York, one of the biggest melting pots in the world. No. Even, even growing up in my urban neighborhood where it was predominantly black people, you had your Latins, a little sprinkled in there. Uh, definitely always went into school, into Manhattan and to work where it is saturated with white people. And then you have, you know, your different cultures. You have Indian, you have a, a plethora of, of cultures in Manhattan. So for me to wake up and every store I went into, every car I got into, every restaurant, every mall, everywhere I went and turned, I saw chocolate. I saw melanin. And that was, whew, it was such, how do I say this? It was something that I didn't know I needed. It was something that I didn't know that I needed. It was a reminder that representation matters. It was a reminder that representation matters. And it's not two or three of us sprinkled amongst a sea of white people like most of us experience at work or experience any place we want to go that has the standard level that we desire and require. This, this trip, being in Ghana, was totally... Wow. I was just like, wow, there are communities where it is just people like you. And the level of anxiety that I did not have, that I have automatically every day, not getting to experience my own 
And if I do, it's in such small doses. And this is something that a lot of white people don't understand that they don't have to experience on a daily basis because especially again in New York and most likely in corporate America and in affluent neighborhoods and the best restaurants and clubs and bookstores and all of those things, white people are the majority. So they see themselves reflected back in themselves all day, every day at the coffee shop, so forth and so on. And I needed it. And I didn't know that I needed it. It was Afrochella. It was busy. It was crowded. America was in the building. I was not a fan of the overcrowding. It is popular in Africa normally in December for Christmas and in Easter, uh, April. Yeah, Easter and April. But because of Afrochella, it was, wow. They are clearly, they meaning Africa, are clearly still growing. The infrastructure is still being built. The customer service is still being worked on. So there were some things that I didn't think Africa was actually ready for in terms of crowd. I knew, of course, they knew that people were coming. The tourism industry, I don't think thought that many people were coming, if that makes sense. That is all I'm going to say about my Africa trip for now. If you would like more, I suggest that you subscribe to my Patreon subscription service. I already released a 30-minute RBC with Denny Blanco, which is Respect, Boundaries, and Communication. It was recorded right in the backyard in the gazebo at his parents' compound in Ghana, Africa. And we had a good time shooting it for you. It was New Year's Eve when we shot it. It was our pregame before we went out and had an amazing time, an amazing, amazing, amazing time at Bloom, which is a night spot, an outdoor night spot in Africa. I think it was in continent. That is the area it was in, in um, Africa. And hmm, I suggest you become a patron so you can get that VIP content that no one else gets. Thank you for listening to my brief recap about Ghana. I will share more should you want to hear more at a later date. It is time for the church announcements segment. For all of you who are new to the I Said No podcast experience, church announcements is a segment where I give you my updated calendar, let you know what's going on with me, where you can find me, what's new, what's exciting, and what I feel you need to know. In addition, it's not just all about me. It's all about you as well. So anyone that I feel has a moment that I feel should be shared with you, I rep them too here on the church announcement. So first up, February 8th, 2020. For those of you who don't know, this is not my first podcast. This is actually my second. My Potting Home is Not Your Mama's Podcast with my co-host, Limitless Lauren. And we are hosting a live show February 8th, 2020 at Pop and Pour Wine Bar in Washington Heights, New York City. It's at 7 p.m. We have a special guest, a pleasure expert. Her name is Kelly. And we are saying fuck it. What are we saying fuck it to? We are saying fuck it to all of the limiting beliefs and agreements that were given to us around love, lust, sex, pleasure, and relationships. We purposely scheduled this event before Valentine's Day. Why? Because Lauren and I wanted you to know 
that no matter whether you celebrate Valentine's Day or you don't, whether you have a bae or a boo, whether you're feeling lonely or alone, whether you're horny or not, whether you're single or in a relationship or it's complicated, you are allowed, you are allowed, beautiful soul, to not feed into the narrative that you have the responsibility to celebrate that holiday or celebrate anything attached to that holiday if you don't want to. And if you do, we want you to celebrate it in a healthy, sexual, emotional, mental way. Okay, ticket link is in my bio and you know that ticket link is down in my show notes. We hope to see you there. Did I mention that we're having an oral sex and masturbation demonstration? Yeah, if you want to see me suck a dick, you might want to show up. Dick meaning banana. Okay? Okay. Next up, advertising. If you're interested in advertising your product, service, or podcast here on hashtag ISMPod, hit me up for a small fee. You can have an audience of beautiful, sold unicorns. That's right. My soul family have ears on you, on what you're doing, what you're selling, and what you feel they need to be supporting, buying, and sharing. Hit me up. You can email me at coachstephanie at blcny.org or you can go through my website at www.blcny.org for all of your advertising needs. Again, all of that information will be in my show notes. I'm introducing some new segments here this year. One will be a call-in hotline. Yep, I want you to call in. I want you to ask for advice. I want you to tell me your stories. I want you to share your energy. I want you to leave your comments about the episode or life. It can be anonymous or you can feel free to drop your handle and tell people who you are. I want you to get a pen and paper ready because here's the number. 413-438-0323. Again, the number is 413-438-0323. 0323. You got my Google voice number. That's right. You got my business number and I want you to use it. I want you to be more interactive this year here on the I Said No podcast. I want you to feel like you can call in. I want you to feel like you can say what's on your heart, mind, body, and soul pertaining to any episode or topic we have here or just randomly. You know, if you need advice, if you have something to say, if you have topic suggestions, that is the line that you drop them all. And yes, I will be playing them here on the I Said No podcast for your whole soul family to hear. I can't wait to talk to you. Starting in February or March, the I Said No podcast will have a new schedule. Instead of biweekly, I will be going to monthly on all free platforms. If you are interested in hearing biweekly episodes in addition to monthly video calls, group video calls actually, and free merch and VIP access to events and so much more, I suggest that you become a patron on my Patreon subscription service. That is where ISM Pod will be biweekly and maybe some more episodes whenever I feel like recording that is who is going to get it my patrons are growing I'm so appreciative of you all and if you're interested in hearing me more than monthly I suggest that's where you find me as stated before church announcements is not just about me and what I'm doing it's about you too and today I wanted to mention a special beautiful soul her name is Takenya Takenya is the self-proclaimed queen of the fat hotties she is the host of Takenya Talks and she recently launched the Self Love Project which is self-love inspired merch and apparel how amazing is that I suggest that you get on Twitter and you follow her at 
self-love apparel and you tell her that the life architect sent you. When I asked to Kenya, what does she want to say about this new movement? She said, it's an ode to the journey of self-love and the thoughts that come with it. I want you to know to Kenya that I support you. I stand for you. I champion you. I advertise for you and I'm here for your self-love movement. I also want to mention a beautiful soul of mine named Jasmine J. Walker. She decided that she wanted to sponsor a ticket to the Nacho Mamas podcast live show that we are having on February 8th because she could not attend. And I wanted to tell her personally on this microphone that I am appreciative of her. And not only am I going to tell her thank you on this microphone, I'm going to play her song here at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that for her. She has a song. I did say song right she has a new song called believe that is now on itunes spotify and soundcloud and i wanted to show her some love and there have been a few artists who reached out to me and said would you play my song if i sent it to you and she is the first person who is getting their song played here on the i said no podcast her generosity moves me and i want to support her so you will be hearing more about jasmine j walker at the end of this episode not only will you hear her song but honey i'm going to read her bio and let you know all of the magical things that she does so that you can in turn support her as well. This concludes the church announcements. That sound means it's time for the big pink elephant in the room. The big pink elephant in the room. The big pink elephant in the room. The elephant is pink. The elephant is big. But you keep acting like you don't see shit. Big pink Elephants is the segment here on the I Said No podcast when we address all of the things that people tiptoe around, all of the things and topics that people walk on eggshells just for. And here we stomp on the eggshells. Here we crush the eggshells with the truth, with confidence and bravery. Today's big pink elephant topic is 2020 vision. That's right. Oh, that hashtag is going round and round and round. And people are talking about 2020 vision and how 2020, the year 2020, it it already has changed them. When the clock struck 12 on 12, 31, 19, 2020 came into play and they automatically just saw everything clearly. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. No. You don't see clearly when the clock strikes midnight automatically. Most change, most change requires time, effort, and consistency. We are often blessed. Yes, we are often blessed with automatic change. That's why it's called a blessing. We are automatically given something that we haven't earned or had to work for. That is fine. That happens in life. I'm here for blessings. I'm here for abundance. I'm here for not believing that all things good have to be attached with struggle. But I'm also here understanding that 80% of life... 80% of life requires effort for something to change. It requires consistency for something to change. And when I kept seeing the 2020 hashtag, it was stressing me out. Why was it stressing me out, you ask? Because unlike everyone else, I'm aware that there is a difference between sight and 
insight. Yes, we are going there today with insight. Do you mind if I take a little bit of your time? I won't really hold you if you have something else to do. And if you need to press pause and if you need to stop and come on back, that's all right, too. This word is going to be here for you should you want to leave it for now. It's all right if you got something else on the brain. I'm here to let you know that you don't have to swallow this whole. You can take bites and bits and pieces and come back as you see fit. The definition of insight is the capacity to gain an accurate and deep intuitive understanding of a person or a thing. The true nature of a person or a thing. Let me read that again. The definition of insight is the capacity to gain an accurate and deep intuitive understanding of a person or thing. Understanding its true nature. Hmm. Now the definition of sight is simply the ability to see externally. Let me say that again. The definition of sight is the ability to see externally. Hmm. Keyword here is external. So your vision, your actual sight with your eyes is external sight, while insight is how you see inside, how you see intimately through the lens of your intuition, through the lens of accurate and deep intuitive understanding of a person or thing. So there is a difference between sight and insight. And these 2020 hashtags and these 2020 posts of 2020 vision have me a little annoyed because I feel it's sheepish. At the beginning of this episode, the song said, sheep don't run with lion. Sheep don't run with lion, right? Sheep are known to be followers. Sheep are known to just go with the herd. If you're going left, it's going to go left. If you're going right, it's going to go right. If you're sitting down, they're going to go sit down. And the sheep mentality is where we are here in this world. If, if, if someone says it, then it must be true. I'm going to go with it. If the interweb says that 2020 is clear vision, then I'm going to go with it. Now, it's not all the internet's fault because we will all have been taught that 2020 means clear and perfect vision. We have all been taught that if you have 2020 external eyesight, you don't need glasses. You can see from afar, you can see near, you're good to go. Your peripherals are good. There is nothing wrong with your eyesight. So we've been told if you see with 20. 20 vision. So it made sense that the year 2020 matched up with that old adage we have been taught, that old agreement that we have been given that 2020 automatically see, means perfect sight. It makes sense that people would equate the year 2020 with that narrative. But I'm here to let you know that if you choose insight over sight, that would cause you to look up and do some research as opposed to just jump on a bandwagon or believe what you've always been told. In doing my research, I came across a few websites, but what stuck out to me most was the website allaboutvision.com. Allaboutvision.com says on most Snellen charts, the smallest letters correspond to 2010 visual acuity. If you have 2010 visual acuity, your eyesight is twice as sharp as the person with normal 2020 vision. Let me say that again. On most Snellen charts, the smallest letters correspond to 2010 visual acuity. If you have 2010 visual acuity, your eyesight is twice as sharp as the person with normal 2020 vision. So you're telling me even with 2020 vision, you might not be able to see the small minute things in life that can come and harm you. But if you have 2010, I can see better than the person with 2020. This reminded me. This reminded me to trust my gut because my gut was telling me that there had to be more to 2020. 
20 vision than what we have always been told. After all, I'm not an eye doctor. I'm not an ophthalmologist. You're not an ophthalmologist. So it makes sense that we always went with the flow. But I tell people all the time we have smartphones in our hands, but we do dumb things, meaning we never question anything with the data that we have, the technology that we have. We no longer have to go all the way to the library or hope that someone in our family has the missing Encyclopedia Britannica alphabet that we don't have to research what we want to know. We now can literally, in the palm of our hands, find information. Now, with that said, not all information is accurate on the World Wide Web. I completely agree with that. You have to make sure that the source is credible. So I went through a few websites and a few websites maintained 2020 in actuality is not the clearest eyesight. 2020 is external clarity and 2010 seems to be as strong as insight. How many of you understand that a lot of things in your life are not where they should be, where you want them to be or where they need to be because you're looking at them through sight instead of what it needs which is in sight. Many of us don't have the capacity to gain an accurate and deep intuitive understanding of something because we're so busy looking at it for what it is in front of us instead of peeling those layers away, asking the right questions, seeing what we feel about it versus what we see about it. We're so reliant on our eyes that we're not understanding that we also have vision that has nothing to do with physical sight. If you attended ISM Pod Live last August, you know that we touched on insight versus sight because the topic was afraid of the darkness because I spoke about how much the darkness of the winter seasons scare me, how much I feared every time the calendar struck a certain date because I knew that the sun the warmth, the vitamin D that I thrive in was going to leave and exchange itself for the cold, dark weather. And that was until I decided to do my research on darkness and get insight to what darkness actually means, what darkness actually does, and the benefits of darkness, the benefit of hibernation, the benefit of the darkness. I did not understand why my seasonal affective disorder affected me the way it did until I researched it and took it past, took it past what people say about it and really broke down what it means to sit in the darkness. Why? Because winter is coming, winter is here, and winter is going to come again and again and again. And there are going to be dark periods in my life, whether it has anything to do with the actual season or not. Darkness comes again and again. And because I took the time to look at darkness with insight versus sight, I was able to understand that darkness had many benefits. I was able to understand that some of the greatest development happens in the darkness. I was able to understand that you and me and everybody who has a heartbeat was in our mother's wombs in dark, tight spaces for nine whole months. And babies who do not stay in their mother's womb for nine whole months are called what? Premies, premature babies. If you come out of the darkness before you are ready to be exposed to light, you are premature, much like film prior to camera phones. When you took a picture, you had to put it in a dark room so that it could develop clearly. And if you took if you took that picture out before it was fully developed in the dark, you ruined 
it and it was undeveloped. If you expose that picture to the light too quickly, you ruined what the image was supposed to and intended to be. Because of insight, though I still have seasonal affective disorder, I no longer look at it as my enemy and now make it my ally. If I'm supposed to rest, if I'm supposed to be indoors, if I'm supposed to be developed, I'm going to honor that. I'm not going to fight it. Many of us don't realize that we're going through it because we're fighting it. We're going through it because we're not honoring it. We're not being good hosts to the darkness. We're not saying you have a purpose. We're so busy trying to fight it and get past it. Okay, we're trying to go around it. And even though we're trying to get through it, we're not trying to get through it in a healthy way. We're just trying to bull in a china shop it, just crash through it instead of taking moments along the way to have insight with the darkness. Insight told me that when I close my eyes, I automatically am ushered into darkness. And God made no mistakes when he did that because he wanted me to understand that when my eyes are closed, my other senses heighten. He wanted me to understand that I had smell, taste and touch as well as sight. Tapping into my insight told me that I am able to experience things as greatly or more even when my eyes are closed and darkness falls upon my sight. Anytime I take a bite of my favorite food, one of the first things I do is close my eyes and go, mmm. One of the first things I do when I want to inhale my husband, when I want to kiss his lips and I want to lick him and I want to feel him and touch him is close my eyes to enjoy that moment. Many people have sex in the dark. They turn off the lights, not because they have body image issues, but they understand that in the dark awakens the body and all other senses. Your hand is your guide. Your tongue is your guide. Everything else about your senses are your guide. You don't need to see in order to please and be the pleaser. There are many people walking this earth who are without sight and their lives do not have less value. They do not have less pleasure because they can't see. In fact, many of them report that they see in color with their insight. If you understand insight, you understand that it is better to be blind than to have no vision at all. Vision is insight, says Helen Keller. I need you to understand that you out here with your 2020 vision does not mean that you are automatically going to see your life in a clearer way. Doesn't mean that your lenses have been wiped. 2020 vision means what to you if 2010 vision is actually clearer. What does 2020 mean without insight? Hell, what does 2010 mean without insight? Where do you need insight in your life? As you continue to set your goals, as you continue to plow on with your resolutions, as you continue to make an attempt to be the person that you want to be, stand in insight. This is why silence and meditation for me matter. Because in stillness, is darkness. And darkness is stillness. When I meditate, whether I'm sitting, standing, or laying, I close my eyes and I hear my breath. I hear my heartbeat. I hear all of the thoughts going on in my head. I'm able to have insight to my inner body, my inner thoughts when my eyes are closed. And all I'm doing is tapping in 
to what's inside me. Many of you are loud. Many of you refuse to sit in silence. Many of you refuse to close your eyes to do anything other than sleep. And if you like me, you love you some sleep, child. You love you some sleep. And when you sleep, you can't sleep with your eyes open. You have to close those eyes. In order for your body to get rest, you have to go into a dark space. There is purpose there in insight. What area do you need insight in, in your life? I needed it about darkness. I needed it about cold. I needed it about winter. I needed it about seasonal affective disorder. What area do you need to tap into your insight for? What area do you need to close your eyes for? What is it about 2020 vision that's so appealing when you don't even understand that vision externally has nothing to do with seeing clearly? Because of insight, I now know that there are two purposes for darkness. It is either to bury you or to plant you so that you can grow. Insight taught me not to fear the darkness any longer because I am not being buried. I am being planted. And if I am being buried, it is because God knows better than I do. He knows that there are some things in me that need to go away in order for him to plant other things in me. So there are points in life where my insight taught me that I can simultaneously be buried and be planted in the darkness at the same time. Are you ready to tap into your 2020 insight? Before we get out of here, I want to dedicate this entire last bit of the episode to my girl, Jasmine J. Walker. Jasmine is sponsoring some tickets to the Not Your Mama's podcast live recording that's happening February 8th. She is unable to attend, but she wanted to be a blessing to someone who could not go. So she says, Stephanie, you know what? I'm going to get my ticket on and I'm going to give it to you and you can do whatever you want with it. Thank you for being a blessing and sowing a seed into my life and into my business, Miss Jasmine. Now, let's talk about Miss Jasmine because she just dropped her new song. She sure did entitled Believe. But before we get into that, because I'm going to play it for you, we're going to exit out on this episode on that high note, on that empowerment note with that dope song that she has. I want to give her her just due. I want to respect her and I want to read the bio that she sent for me for you to get to know her and add her song into your playlist rotation. Jasmine J. Walker is a singer, author, and actor from Brooklyn, New York. She performed and competed in plays and talent competitions throughout her high school and college career. Jasmine has had the pleasure of performing in the play The Greatest Love Story Ever told at the Beacon Theater alongside Tatiana Ali, Anna Maria Hosford, Guy Torrey, Clifton Davis, Miguel Nunez, and many more. She performed in Hot 97's Health Awareness Convention in 2012 at the Brooklyn College. In 2013, she sung background for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds at the Beacon Theater in New York City. In 2016, she self-published her first book entitled Seize the Moment. In 2017, Jasmine wrote, directed, and starred in her first short film, Bruised But Not Broken, which has now over 215,000 views on YouTube. In 2017, Jasmine graduated from Delaware State University with a Bachelor's of the Arts in Mass Communications. Jasmine released her second book, Note to Self, A Poet's Guide to Self-Love in 2018. 
I got the book, y'all. It's good. Jasmine recently released her two singles, Believe and Do Better, off of her upcoming debut album. Both songs are currently available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. Fans can connect with Jasmine via Instagram. Her handle is at Jasmine Walker. And on Twitter, her handle is at Jasmine Walker underscore. She is committed to keeping Jesus at the center of all that she does by creating and being a part of projects that will ultimately point people to Christ. Jasmine would like to be known not just for being a great storyteller, but also one that young women like herself can look up to. Let me tell y'all something. I know Jasmine. I know Jasmine. I have her book. I heard her songs. I know how much hard work she puts into her craft. She's educated. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's talented. And I am happy to feature her song on the I Said No podcast. I'm happy to give you your shine, Jasmine. You very much deserve it. I want you guys to let me know what you think of the song. Is Jasmine's Believe a I Said No or I Said Yes? I believe it's an I Said Yes because if you like good music, good sound quality, great production, great audio, great writing, I think this song is something that you can use to lift your spirits when needed. Jasmine here on the I Said No podcast, you are part of our soul family and we support you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I love you for listening. If you need me, you know where to find me. Jasmine, take us out. excuses for my own shortcomings it's time to take responsibility for me daughter of a king who's king of all kings so um yeah i've been top tier walking with my head held high in every stride i make i took the long way here my soul you can't take no matter what you're saying do my spirit can't break real self-love is kind of hard to fake so love yourself little girls and boys don't let this big bad world swallow up your joy because they ain't give it to you now that's god's work amazing things you will achieve when you put them first i can I will achieve every single dream as long as I believe I can and I will achieve every single dream as long as I believe I can and I Cause I am that funny when I profess my dreams People fell back They all thought I was crazy With crack you smoking I think your vision's hazy Hazy, Girl you must have fell above your head Did your mama drop you as a child I think you lost your mind Nah Ain't no loose screws here You talking to a woman that moves with no fear I wanted something different so I did something different yeah. I saw it, believed it, spoke to God and achieved it Yeah, this for every train ride that I ever had to cry To see my dreams thrive So you wanna get in the mix of God, God's plan yeah. Well bless your heart, honey, good luck with that If it's one thing I know, can't nobody stop my bag Cause what's meant for me, best believe I have I can and I will achieve
I can't. 